Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the fucking Stretch Goose podcast. If you like the show, share the show. Leave the ratings and the reviews on your Apples, your Spotify's, your Googles, and even this amazing platform that I'm using, Podbean. And, of course, subscribe to the show, kids. It helps us out with all the computer stuff. And and uh, check out the new website, stretchgoosepodcast.com. Use uh, contact pages and... Um, various other things you can check out there that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, we're going to dive into um, the uh, Putin once again talking about um, nuclear weapons in uh, tactical nuclear weapons, dropping them in Belarus and other areas. Uh, we're going to talk about the Prime Minister of Israel, Netanyahu. He's fired his uh, defense minister. And then we're going to um, take a Take a peek at uh, a lawsuit that has been filed against uh, Korean auto manufacturers over a defect. It's a class action suit. Um, so the New York Times is uh, saying that Russia is could put t- tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus by the summer. Of course, everybody, you know, it's an analyst claims he's just blowing smoke up everybody's ass because he's trying to get everybody to back off of the uh, support for the Ukraine, you know, with the sending them weapons and all this other type of stuff that we've been doing, especially out here with our president sending, uh, what is it, $60, $70 billion at this point in aid, military aid. Um, Of course, he had uh, Putin had an interview that he, you know, on his uh, uh, state-run news news, uh, telecast on Sunday and uh, provided new new details of a plan that he first floated, obviously, you know, last year to base Russian uh, weaponry in Belarus, which is a close ally. He said that 10 Belarusian warplanes have already been retrofitted to carry nuclear weapons and that a storage facility for the warheads would be ready by July. Of course, he says that the United States has been doing this for decades, and he insists that... that um, his plan was no different than any other American practice of positioning nuclear weapons in allied countries. An assertion, of course, that we've rejected because we don't actually place nuclear weapons during an invasion. I don't remember any any time in my life where the United States has uh, done exactly this, where where they would say, hey, we're going to put nukes over here. Yeah, we move like planes and stuff, but we we've never done anything remotely crazy like this. Of course, it's not clear whether he will, in fact, transfer these weapons. Um, He was very vague on the timeline. Of course, the Ukrainians are already putting their hand out. They're already screaming and shouting at the the, uh, Security Council of the United Nations. They said that this is uh, another provocation of uh, by the criminal Putin regime. And um, the European Union's top diplomat... uh, uh, I'm going to probably tear this name apart. Uh, jo- Jovip Borrell Fontelis. He said that um, the bloc stands ready to respond with further sanctions because the sanctions have obviously worked with this entire situation. He's uh, he, he just turned around and went to China for some help. And obviously Putin and Ping, uh, I've already met a few times on, on a possible deal and, and a resolution and because we are so weak china's already in the middle east you know working some deals for for them of course our the great john kirby the national security 
council spokesman that we have. He's also uh, was uh, a waste of, of he's just dead weight in a chair for the Ameri- for the United States government. He was on Face the Nation. He said the U.S. is watching the matter closely because that's all we fucking do. We watch the matter closely, then we pit, then we send him a check. Um, of course, he he doesn't think the escalation is going to go anywhere. Uh, the potential of it anyway. You know, he said that they've in, they've seen no indication that he has any intention to use nuclear weapons inside Ukraine. Of course, he also he he said that that uh, he doesn't think um, that Ru- that you know Putin's got the balls to do it basically. And of course, he he also you know Russia also has two thousand tacti- tactical nuclear weapons, which have a lower yield than a strategic kind and are designed to attack cities, military bases, and other targets far from the battlefield. A tactical nuke has never been used in combat, but one could be deployed in a number of ways, including by missile or artillery shell. So, basically, kids, Putin is blowing smoke up everybody's ass right now. He's trying to get people to back off. He wants to take the Ukraine territories he wants to be able to push his his uh energy policies and everything through there from natural gas and such um of course this 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 has continually been said before but he's actually put it in an interview on on the state-run television and do i think he'll do it um probably I think he will if he's backed into a corner, enough of a corner, to where he knows he's going to lose um, not only the war but his life in a potential uh, takeover uh, of the government there in Russia. I think he'll he'll pull that card out as a, as like a last hurrah, if you will, or he may even fire one or two of them into Ukraine just to to gain support or what have you. I think I think he'll do it, um, but right now. Um, I, he's not in. He's not backed into a corner enough to pull this card. But I, I, I firmly think I believe that he will. He will do it. I just think he will. Um, of course, Benjamin Netanyahu uh, will not be upstaged by Vladimir Putin. Uh, he fired his defense minister on Sunday, a day after the former army general called for a halt on the plan to overhaul the judiciary. Uh, Israel's judiciary um, that has fiercely divided the country. Uh, the move signals the prime minister will move ahead this week with plans for the overhaul, which has sparked widespread opposition. Tens of thousands of protesters have taken to the streets. Military and business leaders have spoken out against it. And leading allies of Israel have voiced their concerns. Um, outgoing defense minister Yohav Gallant Yoav Gallant is a senior member of Netanyahu's ruling Likud Likud party. My goodness. On Saturday, he called for a pause in the controversial legislation. Of course, after the holiday, you know, because that's what happens with everybody in government. Let's wait till the end of the holiday. Let's get back after that. Of course, uh, uh, Netanyahu didn't offer any details over the firing. Um, Netanyahu's public diplomacy minister said that the prime minister summoned Gallant to his office and told him that he doesn't have any faith in him anymore 
and is fired. Well, that's, I would, well, that's how you get fired. And, you know, you get called into the boss's office and he says, I don't, I don't trust you anymore. Um, he says, let he, uh, the opposition leader to Netanyahu, he said, uh, which is Yahu Lapid, Lapid, he said that the dismissal was a new low for the anti-Zionist government that harms national security and ignores warnings of all defense officials. Of course, uh, Gallant was the first to break ranks in the Netanyahu coalition. coalition excuse me late Saturday by calling for the legislation to be frozen. Gallant cited the turmoil in the ranks of the military over the plan, but it was unclear whether others would follow. Um, and, and his government is, you know, Netanyahu has pushed uh, ahead. Is <clears throat> Netanyahu is pushing ahead for a parliamentary vote this week on a centerpiece of this overhaul a law that would give the governing coalition the final say over all judicial appointments. And this is the gigantic uh, hissy fit with everybody over there. He wants the governing body to have the final say over the appointments, kind of similar to what we do here where we confirm judges. And um, that everybody over there is very, you know up in arms over that and they don't they they don't think that it's fair for some reason because they don't want any um opposition to paying off a judge that's another thing i can think of the government also plans to push the parliamentary authority to override supreme court decisions with a basic majority and limit judicial review of law netanyahu and his allies say the plan will restore the balance between both branches and rein in what they see as an interventionist court with liberal sympathy. An, Isra an Israeli good governance group Sunday asked the country's Supreme Court to punish Netanyahu for allegedly violating a conflict of interest agreement meant to prevent, prevent him from dealing with the country's judiciary while he is on trial for corruption. Um... The movement of quality government in Israel, a fierce op opponent of the overhaul, asked the courts to force Netanyahu to obey the law and sanction him either with a fine or prison time for not doing so. Um, they say that no one is above the law except um, them, I guess. Uh, the, they are Elad Sharagar is quoted Shraga. Boy, did I screw that up. I'm sorry to everybody in Israel. I'm really terrible at the pronunciation aspect of a lot of these names. Uh, a prime minister who doesn't obey the court and the provisions of the law is privileged and an anarchist. Um, the head of the group echoing language used by Netanyahu and his allies against protesters opposed the overhaul of the prime minister. Uh, will be forced to bow his head before the law and comply with the provisions in of the law. The prime minister um, is appealing, saying the bleh. the prime minister saying the appeal should be dismissed and that the Supreme Court didn't have grounds to intervene in this matter. So they this is basically a bitch fest. They are getting after it. Um, Netanyahu wants to reshape 
the government essentially he wants to have control over the you know the executive wants to be in control of the judiciary um they want final say over appointments they want final say over judicial review of laws and um by basic majority overriding some of the decisions but obviously it's been working so good so long for a lot of those uh, people out there they scream and shout and they get what they want and now they hit you know somebody's pushing back and so obviously they're gonna do whatever they can to keep it you know status quo as it will um uh, but the, the 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 thing that Netanyahu has pushed back on is is the removal of the prime minister. He one of the things he did is he also passed a law to make it harder to remove a sitting prime minister. And the 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 ongoing litigation that he is in isn't deterring him at all. Um, but. I think what he's asking for makes a lot of sense. I don't. I don't see this as a, as a problem. The the he right now he's in a trial over fraud, breach of trust, and bribes, accepting bribes and things. But this uh, this all seem this all sounds very like circumstantial. You know, firing a missile across the bow for trying to reshape the courts and stuff. I think I think they, they they've been trying to get rid of Netanyahu for a long time, and this is just the latest attempt to do so. And you see what we'll see what happens. I don't think there's a conflict of interest if the prime minister is trying to do something that I think makes sense. But you know, tomato, tomato. Now the fun. If you own a Hyundai or a Kia, your insurance from State Farm or Progressive will become more complicated. Because in the Eastern District of Wisconsin, this has been going on since February, they have a suit seeking damages and injunctive relief for car owners whose Kia or Hyundai is designed without a key security feature that helps prevent them their cars from being stolen. It specifically calls out the role of a viral TikTok challenge played in an explosive spike in car thefts in recent years. The social media trend saw thieves hotwiring certain Kias and Hyundai cars in SUVs using nothing but a USB cord. And if they were feeling fancy, a screwdriver. It's the very same challenge that spurred State Farm and Progressive to announce they are now refusing to insure select models made by the South Korean auto firms due to how easy they are to steal. Uh, the quote here is saying it is a serious problem impacting our customers um, and the entire auto industry, State Farm said in a statement. Kia and Hyundai models being targeted by the TikTok thieves were released between 2011 and 2021, according to 2021 insurance claim records from Highway Lost Data Institute. Kia and Hyundai models from 2015 to 2019 are twice as likely to be stolen as other vehicles of similar age. What makes them so easy to steal is that many of them lack the basic technology called an electronic immobilizer, a tool that stops the engine from starting unless the correct key is present. The immobilizers are found in 96% of vehicles sold between 2015 and 2019, according to the, um, the, the Data Institute. But only 26% of Kias and Hyundais had them at the time, leaving them vulnerable. 
Without an, uh, without an immobilizer, anyone can break into a car, bypass ignition with ease. The, um, the HLDI said, and they don't need to be professional car thieves to succeed. They just need TikTok. This is why, this is another reason why I think TikTok should be banned. Um, and I, I, I don't think it'll happen. I mean, they just had their, uh, chest thumping with the uh, CEO of, of TikTok, but I don't think anything will happen there. But the class, act, the class action suit in Wisconsin claims that both Kia and Hyundai have known for a long time and should have have had a long have had known or should have known of the detect, defect said in their cars in the statement here. It goes on to state that instead the manufacturers failed to disclose and actively concealed the, and actively concealed their de, the defects in their cars from the public and continued to manufacture, distribute, and sell the vehicles without disclosing the said defect. Of course, Kia and Hyundai are now both working on providing free software updates to get in front of this issue. Of course, the plaintiffs in the suit whose car was stolen in 2021, believes the company's held off on implementing the software update before a cost-saving measure to improve profitability. Um, however, the number of thefts recorded before the update was issued is alarming. The Chicago Police Department warned, warned that an astounding 767% increase in vehicle theft due to the TikTok challenge. Um... In Los Angeles, Kia and Hyundai vehicles accounted for almost 20% of thefts in 2022, up from 13% in 2021. Considering how many car brands are available, of course, on the market, comprehensive car insurance coverage will typically cover theft as well as repair costs and break-in damages. <clears throat> Excuse me. This means, though, kids, that the insurance for picking up the bill for an unfortunate trend um, State Farm and Progressive have said uh, we're done. Uh, they said that the uh, they have basically said that because of all this car thievery due to uh, company negligence, Kia and Hyundai, that they're just basically not going to insure these 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 cars, uh, these specific cars and models. Of course, you'd have to check with them to find out which ones they're talking about because they will not release them in the in the news because of course people would then go looking for these cars and stealing them. So they just basically are saying that we, we're we not going to do this. Um, of course, they said during the past year, they've seen theft rates for certain Honda and Kia vehicles have tripled in some markets. These vehicles are almost 20 times more likely to be stolen than others. In response, Progressive has also limited its sale of new insurance policies to specific models as well, um, while also increasing the price to cover insurance on these cars. Uh, State Farm has made a similar move to do so. Uh, now, of course, what should you do if you actually own a model? Of course, you have to find out if you have that specific model of Kia or Hyundai. Um, and, of course, there's the, the tips of, you know, uh, to not having your car stolen, you know, wheel locking device, which a lot of times has been proven not very good. Uh, of course, keeping the valuables out of sight, consider installing alarm systems, etc., etc. Um, they're also the insurance companies are also limiting the sale, their sales of new insurance policies for high risk uh, Kia and Hyundai. So, um, 
if you own these vehicles and are already have insurance in place, taking steps to secure them will also control costs. And this is all with the fact that it takes that, that this this is all within the fact that the average American is paying almost sixteen hundred a year for auto insurance. Um, but they don't have to overpay, obviously. But some some people pay as much as five hundred dollars a year more than they should because they want to have all the bells and whistles you know when they really just need to insure the car you know you don't need you know free tow you don't need tow you don't need um you know window replacements or you know whatever um uh so so obviously shop around things like that uh side note to close the show i had a trip to san francisco and I was um, kind of disturbed. Went to the uh, Exploratorium in San Francisco, and I came across a couple of exhibits that puzzled me. Because the Exploratorium is, you know, was very sciencey. There's a lot of, uh, of of little exhibits you go to, and you could you could see, you know, how sound is made or how light works or how you know they dissected a uh a cow's eye of one of the exhibits there was also you know algae or viruses or whatever like just, it's sciencey stuff you know dna um but then they had a cup they had they had a whole section devoted to discrimination racism diversity inclusion i'm not sure where the science comes in but they had like this one little table where you know, you you, t- you know, how much can your bag carry versus another? And they had, uh, you know, questions of, you know, asking you what your sexual orientation is, asking you, you know, skin color and and things like that. And then there was an, and then you fill the bag up with what applies to you. And then if you're the, you know, if you've got a heavy bag, then I guess you got a lot of problems. I'm guessing, or you you're very discriminatory. I'm not exactly sure what they were trying to say there. Then they had a couple of this other deal where you, you know, open up a, a like a flap to see the different skin colors and what, you know, what what is the area that causes this skin color to that skin color. You know, basically if Africa, you know, Middle East, African, Asian descent, there are certain skin colors there. Uh, if you're from Europe or whatever, the skin colors here. Um, and then which one looks more dangerous to you? Uh, just a host of things that just kind of puzzled the piss out of me. And 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 I'm wondering in my head the whole time. It's like, this is a exploratory I thought was like science. You know, like very sciencey things. You know, navigating the waters. Learning about seals. Learning about fish. Learning about uh, the solar system. Shadows. Light. Uh, body heat. All this stuff. And it's in the average age, you know, unless you're, I saw a lot of, you know, people over the age of 18, I'm assuming they're all either really love science or it's a, you know, place to take your date in San Francisco. Not sure, but most of it is for kids, you know, from zero all the way up to, you know, 13, 14. And if you have a kid in that range, is it, does it really it just seemed troubling to me that this was something that they were, that they were putting out there. Because if we're talking about 
squashing discrimination, slavery, racism, all this stuff. Shouldn't we be working on not making it so apparent or not talking about it that much or not throwing it in your face that much? I don't know. It just seemed it just seemed to me like that made a little bit more sense to me, but you know, like I said, let me know, you know, just let me know in the comments, you know, let me know what you guys think about that type of stuff. You know, let me know if you think uh, Putin's going to go, you know, put nukes everywhere. You know, let me know, let me know what you guys think. You know, you can, you can leave it, you can, you can leave it in the comment section. You can leave it at the stretch goose podcast at gmail.com. You can leave it on our website, stretch goose stretchgoosepodcast.com and just kind of tell me what you think about, you know, this whole thing with, you know, with Putin, with Netanyahu, with uh, what's going on, you know, with these exhibits and some of these science places. Like, I was in San Francisco when I saw it, and then it's like, well, I am in San Francisco, so go figure. But just, you know, what do you guys think about that stuff? You know, let me know. And having said that, thank you all for uh, jumping on. Thank you all for being a part of it. Appreciate each and every one of you. And I will see you on the next one. Later. Later.